listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I'm Paul McGuire. When our founding fathers created America, America was on a distant continent from the other nations and empires of the world. But the men who came here to establish America, the, the consensus had a biblical worldview. The pilgrims and Puritans who created and designed and engineered America, they were able to do it because they were operating from and thinking from a biblical foundation or a biblical platform. Now, that biblical foundation has cracked. In fact, it's worse than that. There are, there are in, in, in the sense of a metaphor, proverbial uh, demolition crews because of their ideologies. They're smashing away at the foundation of America with the anticipation that it will crack. And once it breaks, the breaking of America will, will sweep the world. And these people uh, will be able to have a clear path to global totalitarianism, otherwise known as the Great Reset. Now, ask yourself some questions. I don't know how, how old you are, you know, what time period you grew up in or whatever. But I do know this, that if you've been alive for any period of time in America at all, you have seen America radically transform for the worse. I mean, things are not getting better in America. They have not been getting better in America for a long time. And that's in every sphere or category, whether it's um, the culture, whether it's education, law, government. Um, you could just go on and on and on. All of those uh, categories are in, a, in various stages of a downward spiral. Now, our founding fathers, because they based uh, the, the concept of, of the Bill of Rights, because they based the concept of the Constitution, because they based it on a biblical worldview, they started with certain philosophical uh, presumptions. And let me, let me explain what I mean. Because the Pilgrims and Puritans were strong Christians, they set up and organized our government in such a way that they acknowledged the fact that all men and women have a fallen human nature or a sinful human nature. All human men and women are products of the fall of man in the Garden of Eden. Therefore, in complete contrast to um, secular humanism, which falsely teaches that man and woman is basically good, and that society is evolving for the better, that is a deception, that is a delusion, and it's also a lie. Now, the Founding Fathers didn't construct our laws and our rights based on the philosophical era of uh, the humanists and the secular humanists who formed our na nation. If they did, we would have been destroyed 150 years ago. So what is, what is guarding us at this moment from a literal apocalypse 
of destruction descending upon us. What is what is holding it back? Well, you could say a number of things. You could say God is holding it back, and you're right. God is holding it back. Now, if you're a humanist, you don't believe in God, so everything has to be done by man or random chance. So it can't be random chance that's holding things back. And it, it can't be the goodness of men and women, which they promote, that's holding uh, destruction back. It's something else, something they don't acknowledge, something that at one time was a bedrock belief for all Americans from coast to coast. Front and center in our belief system was a belief in God. And God had commandments, and God was righteous, and God had his law, and God had grace, and things like that. Now, what also is holding things back from total destruction is is the memory. The memory of what America was once like when it was a Christian nation, when it believed that men and women were basically sinful or fallen creatures in need of a savior. You see, that's not taught anywhere. The politicians don't talk about it. Obviously, it's never in the entertainment media and, and TV and stuff. But the memory of it, somehow there's a collective memory, a residue, if you will, of, of this consciousness, of this belief system that the pilgrims and Puritans <clears throat> had. So, that's why in, in their great wisdom, but their great wisdom came from the Bible, from a biblical worldview. Their great, they weren't, the pilgrims and Puritans weren't strutting around like uh, Americans do today, uh, claiming to be gods and all wise and stuff. No. <clears throat> the pilgrims and Puritans knew painfully that man was a sinner fallen from grace, and therefore, from the time he or she was born, they were all men and women were predispositioned to sin. Okay, so they constructed the Constitution and the Bill of Rights with those ideas firmly, firmly fixed in their minds. So like I often, you often hear me say on the Paul McGuire Report, ideas have consequences, which is absolutely true. When you have an idea, an ideology, a belief system, it always inevitably produces consequences, negative or positive. So in America, the reason our founding fathers uh, gave us things like freedom of speech freedom of the press, freedom of religion, uh, freedom from uh, unreasonable search and seizure, uh, the right to bear arms, uh, the right to ga- gather peace- peacefully, <clears throat> and, and many, many other things. All of those things act as warriors at the gate. They act as safeguards. They act as barriers and walls against the evil power of tyranny, dictatorships, and totalitarianism. If you remove them, 
in America right now, America would collapse. It's already in the initial stages of collapse, wake up, at, but it would go into total co- uh, collapse because at least you can still appeal to the Constitution, Bill of Rights, etc. There, there may be a very serious degrading of, um, of a legal, judicial acknowledgement of the continuance of the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. But embedded in our legal system, our political system, our governmental system, etc., is the, the, the freedoms embedded in our society, like freedom of speech, etc. Okay, so these things, now we should also need to remember that no other nation on planet Earth, zero, has anything remotely like all the freedoms that America has in the Bill of Rights and the Constitution. The basic foundational premise of our nation came right out of the Bible, that we have been given certain inalienable rights. That means rights that are given to us by Almighty God. They have never been given to us by men. and no man or woman, no human government has the right, according to our founding fathers, has the right to, to try to steal from us what only God Almighty has given us, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness is something the pilgrims and Puritans embedded in our legal system and embedded in the Bill of Rights and Constitution. So the basic orientation for America is that Americans theoretically believe that what their life is all about is that you have a right to to, to a life worth living. You have uh, a right to, to liberty freedom, and you have a right to pursue happiness without some dictatorship coming down upon you. So what we're seeing right now, at this very moment in American history, at this precise moment, we are seeing the culmination of what happens to a nation, and specifically what happens to America after it has slowly drifted away from the Constitution and the Bill of Rights that the Pilgrims and Puritans gave us, and from 1776 to the year we're in now, there's been a a progressive and accelerating drift away from these rights and the Constitution. They're supposed to protect us. So let's look at what should be happening, and let's look at what is happening. We had, what, 200, uh, was it the FBI? 200 FBI agents, you know, break into uh, President Trump's estate and uh, conduct what the Founding Fathers Founding Fathers would have classified that as unreasonable search and seizure. 
And that's the kind of thing you see in a non-free nation, not in a free nation. So, freedom of speech. As Americans, we are supposed to have freedom of speech. That means we can say what we believe. We, we don't just have to say yes. We have the right to criticize. We have the right to protest. We have the, the right to speak what we believe and promote what we believe. That's a, that's, a, that's a right that Americans have. It's a legal right. And then we have the legal right of freedom of the press. Now, freedom of the press is not just uh, printing presses on paper and newspapers and magazines. It was in the early days. But when you look at the words uh, freedom of the press, it's obvious the Founding Fathers included in that everything that, that would constitute press. So the older uh, uh, verbiage of the word press would have been printing press, books, pamphlets, uh, magazines, newspapers. And as, as time goes by, we have all kinds of electronic communications, telephones, internet, social media. So that functions as, a, as press. It also functions as an organ of free speech. So you have the right to post your opinions, et cetera, et cetera. So when a company, forget about all the little legal twisting and turning and, you know, all the, the illegalities, but when they tear down your, your uh, video channel, your, your website, your social media, whatever electronic stuff you're using on the Internet, when you're taken down, because of your ideas, because of your beliefs and your thoughts, that is an attack on both your freedom of speech, your freedom of religion, and the freedom of the press. It's an attack. It's an assault. So this is happening with ever-increasing frequency day after day. I mean, every day I'm looking across some article. I just read an article today uh, where it talks about some large number of people who are on watch lists and stuff. You know, when, when I hear that, it's, it's hard for me to believe because it sounds like something that, that they would do in Nazi Germany with Adolf Hitler or, or the former Soviet Union, the communist dictatorship or communist China. You know, this is, this is, like, this is like dictatorship stuff. And to top it all off, our elected representatives, Congress, all of our representatives, in, in all their varying capacities, such as the president himself, it is the duty, it is the legal duty of Congress and other uh, parts of government. It is the legal duty. Um, for them to um, protect all of our rights and freedoms and all of the law enforcement agencies. It is their duty, it is their legal duty, no matter what law enforcement or police or whatever type of organizations you're talking about, it is their legal duty to protect, to uphold the law and to protect your rights. Otherwise, there's no difference between America 
and a communist dictatorship. And that's what's happening right now. And the number one reason it's happening right now is there is still a significant percentage of Americans that are in some kind of trance state. They're, they're like zombies. Uh, they, they, they are disconnected from reality, and, and they can't think properly anymore. So they can't see the enormous danger that's happening right in front of them. And among those that have been zombified, among those that are zombies, among those that are uh, in a trance state, unfortunately, with great sadness in my heart, I have to say that a very high percentage of the evangelical Bible-believing Christians and Christian church, you know, I'm going to estimate, I'm going to be generous in my estimation and say 70% of evangelical born-again Christians are in a trance state and have no idea what's going on. They they have been zombified. And I'll tell you this, and some people are not going to like what I'm saying right now, but I have to speak what my conscience demands me to speak. I'm not here to speak in a way that tickles your ears. I'm here to speak the truth, because only by communicating the truth can I expect uh, people to be set free. If you're not telling people the truth from the pulpit, from from a media platform, or, or wherever, if you're not speaking the truth, then you're wasting everybody's time, including your own, because it's only the truth that sets men and nations free. Okay, so, these things, by the way, are called privacy rights. Privacy rights. Um, And the purpose of privacy rights is to block or guard against or prevent tyranny and totalitarianism. That's what it's all about. Now, um... The question we have to ask ourselves, whether you're a Republican or a Democrat or a Libertarian, but let's just say whether you're you're a Republican or a Democrat, there's a basic, basic dynamic here. If you look at the Republican Party and the Democratic Party, a significant percentage of the people who are running and, and holding office in those parties, they are not looking out for you, your family, your rights, your freedoms. They're not protecting you. They're not serving you. They have sold out secretly to powerful organizations which have given them enormous amounts of money so that they can perpetually run and win for office. So when you make the decision to check out of reality, you make the decision to check out from all personal, political involvement. What you've done is you've created a vacuum in which tyranny, totalitarianism, the theft of your rights, your freedoms, are all being stolen from you. And the people who who you elected, Republican or Democrat, um, are not fighting for you. Now, Now, in both parties, there are some people that are fighting for you, but the overwhelming majority are bought. They're bought. 
And that's why America is in the serious danger that it's in. Okay, you're listening to the Paul McGuire Report on Paul McGuire. I need you to help me spread this message as fast as you can and far and wide as you can. Send the link of this program and our other programs. Send it out far and wide. Make sure you join, watch, listen, like, uh, subscribe. It's free to all of our social media, videos, articles, etc. And make sure you do that, because we are in a battle that's taking place largely in the hearts and the minds of the people of America and around the world. It's, it's, it's an interior battle of the mind and the heart. And that's where the war is. And unless we, uh, unless we take ownership of the fact that at this precise moment, at this very second, we are at the pivotal moment in America's history. And based on our decisions, based on our will, based on our choosing to be to go to action or, or based on our choosing to, to retreat into non-action and apathy, it is those things that will determine the immediate future for you, your children, your family, your friends, your associates, people you love and care for, right now, not tomorrow. Tomorrow is the future. But right now, we have the opportunity to turn the tide of the spiritual battle. If we rise to the occasion, if we do what we're being called to do by God, and we go into prayerful, intelligent, action, legally and peacefully, we can change and affect and impact America's future. Now, let me say that again, because there's nothing more important than this. You don't have the right to misinterpret and abuse the meaning of the Bible and because of your abuse of the meaning of the Bible you have used your influence to convert people into being fatalists, apathetic, um, and you've given them a false theological justification for doing nothing, giving up, surrendering to the powers of darkness. And all of those attitudes and all of those behaviors and all of those actions, may I remind you, are an absolute abomination to Almighty God. So if that's the game you're playing with God, what you're doing before the Lord is an absolute abomination before God. It's an abomination. And if we want to see God move, we have to take ownership of, we have to admit to God and ourselves that we, collectively, we that call themselves Christians for the most part, we have created this spiritually toxic environment, which is causing America to implode in the fires of destruction right before our very eyes. If we snap out of that trance state immediately, and we revert, and we change our direction to be strategic, intelligent, and effective, with the help of Almighty God, by crying out to God and asking God for His power and wisdom, we can see the hand of the Lord 
for good upon you, your children, your spouse, people you know, and our nation. Yes, the hand of the Lord for good can be upon us if we will simply get right with God. That means individually and collectively. And if we don't do that, well, we're going to come back in just a moment and we'll go through what happens if we don't do that. You're listening to the Paul McGuire Report. I need you to help me spread this message far and wide. I wrote my book, Power From On High, to deal with all this stuff. Power From On High is on its way to the printer. Then all people, in order of when they pre-ordered their book, your book will be mailed to you. Because your name um, is all, and an address is already printed on an envelope the day you pre-ordered. So those that pre-ordered will get the book first. And there is still time for you to pre-order Power From On High and some of our other books, if you would like, uh, and receive a financial discount. You are going to, to, to need to understand the message of Power From On High and all the truths and uh, exposés of what's going on, what's really going on in America and the world in the book, Power From On High. It will change your life, and it will change the lives of the people you know. It's not a book that you sit down and drink chamomile tea to, because it will fill you with the power of God. Okay, this is Paul McGuire. We'll be back in just a moment. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. This is the Paul McGuire Report. Okay, let's review the attack and assault on our constitutional rights and freedoms. And let's just look at some data that has come to our attention and your attention just in the last number of weeks and months. So, for example, um, the the, uh, FBI And other organizations have been allegedly illegally, because I'm not a lawyer, okay? So I'm reading stuff written by lawyers who say that they violated the law uh, and violated your rights. Okay, so um, there is massive... Here's one headline. FBI illegally spies on millions of Americans. According to the American Civil Liberties Union, the FBI is violating Americans' privacy on an enormous scale, as reported by Bloomberg. The 2022 Annual Transparency Report by the Office of the Director of National Intelligence reveals the FBI between 2020 and November 2021 scoured private emails, texts, and other electronic communications of some 3.4 million U.S. residents without obtaining a single warrant. So you've probably watched enough cop shows and detective shows to know that, that you just can't search through somebody's stuff, their computer, their home, whatever. You can't, you can't search through an American citizen's private things, okay? 
And um, uh, unless you have a warrant from a particular kind of judge. So according to this information from Global Research, uh, 3.4 million U.S. residents, they were searched, their their emails were, were scoured, texts, and other electronic communication, and and nobody bothered to get, of all those 3.4 million people that were searched, not one time, not one time did they obtain even one single warrant. So there were no warrants. So what does that mean? You know what that means. Okay. So then we find out that, um, I mean, this is what they do in Cuba, communist China, communist Russia. And, and they're drooling to do this electronically through wireless nano chip implants. The Great Reset, Klaus Schwab, the World Economic Forum, they, they, they want to take this into the sci-fi level. So what is this all about? You, this, when you have this level of, of uh, abuse and uh, abuse of the Fourth Amendment and violations and the crossing of the line, uh, you're in a very bad place. You're, 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 you got your ankle deep into a dictatorship. Because if somebody gets into power with, with the, the mentality of a dictator, it's all over. There's nothing to, to block that person. Constitutional attorney John Whitehead, very famous, influential lawyer, Christian, and an expert on constitutional law. And he's been blowing the trumpet on this for a long, long time. Now, what he said in the recent editorial, the right to be let alone, how to safeguard your freedoms in the face of the government's COVID-19 power grabs. And the whole thing is, you see, if you believe what you're told to believe, if you say what you're told to say, if you act the way you're told to act, in other words, if you turn yourself into like a robot and simply do everything that you're told to do, which means you're not an individual anymore, uh, then you will be rewarded. But if you don't do everything you're told to do, I'm talking about, you know, areas that are not uh, legal areas, and that this is moving more and more and becoming a kind of hidden control mechanism at work in America. What may be of great help to you is that uh, at Rutherford.org, which is the website of John Whitehead, he writes an editorial uh, about how to safeguard your freedoms in, in the face of the government, COVID-19 power grabs. And you can download it free from his website. It gives you information and it gives you things you can do. So. He talks about the heavy-handed collusion between the techno-corporate state and the U.S. government over vaccine mandates, 
is merely the latest manifestation of the extent in which fascist forces are working to overthrow our constitutional republic and nullify the rights of the individual. In er early November 2021, uh, Biden passed uh, certain uh, regulations regarding federal contractors with 100 employees or, or more. Uh, and um, the, the collusion between government, uh, big pharma, uh, employers, and forcing people, forcing people to get the vaccine, forcing 100% vaccine compliance, despite the fact that there's an enormous body of evidence, which allegedly, I say allegedly for obvious reasons, um, from very well-known doctors, very prestigious doctors, who are coming forward in the public and warning the public, that's you and me, of the enormous potential dangers of the COVID uh, uh, vaccine, uh, the vaccine uh, var variants and, and, and different uh, other diseases, uh, a potential uh, damaging to your immune system. And, and I'm not going to go any further than that, but, but the, the vaccine, according to many medical doctors, can potentially be very dangerous for certain individuals to take. But why would you force them? Literally, they're saying, you'll get fired. I know many people that, that got the va vaccine because their alternative was to be fired and, and, and without a house. And according to this one survey of, of, uh, of uh, OSHA, Occupational Safety and Health Administration, it's requiring its own employees. Um, they have to be vaccinated. And they have to prove every week, they have to go in for a vaccine check once a week. And then some large number uh, of employees said that if they if, if if they fire me, that I would rather be fired uh, and lose my job than take the vaccine. Which, of course, you never hear that in the mainstream media. And so, there's a, a vicious battle going on that's affecting people's ability to have money, to have food, to have a place to live. This is very serious. Um. Now, John Whitehead also mentions the fact that our legal rights regarding the autonomy of our bodies and our minds are under assault. Um, and this ranges, he says, from forced vaccinations, abortion and euthanasia, to forced blood draws, biometric surveillance, and basic health care has far-reaching ramifications for who gets to decide what happens to our bodies during an encounter with government officials. That's, that's very, very disturbing. 
On a daily basis, he says, Americans are already being made to relinquish the most intimate details of who we are, our biological makeup, our genetic blueprints, our biometrics, facial characteristics, structure, fingerprints, iris scans, etc., in order to clear the nearly insurmountable hurdle that increasingly defines life in the United States, we are now guilty until proven innocent. So, so Whitehead just said, the way it works in America right now, with the government in collusion with corporate America, okay, he says we're in a total control society in which government is in collusion with corporate America to decide who is worthy of of having jobs, food, et cetera, et cetera. And so this is a very serious thing. Now, where it will go after this, um, Christians, because they believe in absolutes and, and they have a biblical worldview, or at least some of them do, they become, well, actually, all Christians will become targets. And the way it works is the way it has worked in every nation in, in human history. When, whenever a dictatorship, a totalitarian regime, or a nation state decides it wants to get rid of large numbers of a particular ethnic group, race, or, or, or to get rid of uh, you know, millions of people who, who think in ways that are not officially sanctioned. The way that these tyrannical governments always operate, and you can see it in history, time after time, <clears throat> they, number one, demonize, ridicule in public, through media. They demonize the people that they later on are going to take their jobs away food away, and eventually they intend to kill these people. But in order to, to get the masses to follow along with this death plan, um, they have to first demonize the individuals, the ethnic group, or the racial group, the religious group that they're trying to get rid of. So, there are people who hate Christianity in our nation. And you're going to see soon a real ramping up of Christians being portrayed in the media, in film, episodic TV, uh, in public media, social media, uh, comedians. You're going to see a tsunami of of images, sound bites, videos, TV, everything. You're going to see a tsunami of imagery that is designed to make you hate Christians by demonizing the Christians. So once you demonize the Christians, then you can stop feeding the Christians. Then you can take them away to a camp. Then you can uh, eventually destroy them. But first, in order to do that, you have to demonize them. So Adolf Hitler and the Nazis wanted to get rid of the Jews in Nazi Germany. So what they did is that number one is they demonized the Jews. So in the movie theaters, in, with cartoons, with uh, uh, newspapers, with pamphlets, through radio speeches, there was an all-out effort by the Nazis to demonize 
the Jews, to make the Jews look like demons to be hated and to be gotten rid of. Once you successfully psychologically brainwash the masses into demonizing the Jews or demonizing Christians, then after you demonized your target group, then you can coerce the masses to follow you into stealing their money, to stealing their jobs, stealing their homes and apartments. And, th- and then finally, you can steal them away into a concentration camp, work them as slaves, and kill them by the millions. That's exactly how they did it in Nazi Germany. But the primary mechanism of how they were able to do it was nobody fought back against the demonization that was occurring in all forms of media. Now, let me give you a warning from history. Based on the current trajectory of ideas and beliefs uh, that is happening in America right now, you are seeing the very initial beginnings of it's almost uh, almost foggy like in its visual and intensity but there's this growing hatred of Christians that is being vocalized spoken about sung in songs or, uh, revealed in drama etc there's this demonization of Christians and it's being targeted at the masses in America it's a repetitive targeted psychological warfare operation where the, the people that, who are born-again Christians are demonized. They're called terrorists. Did you know that in many official publications, just because you happen to be a born-again Christian and patriotic, you are then therefore labeled a terrorist? That is how, that's the demonization process at work. So. What will come after this, and it will come after this very quickly, is you will see first the demonization, then you will see, once you've demonized Christians in the public eye, then you can steal their jobs, their money, their houses, their homes, their condos. Uh, You can uh, totally demolish them, and nobody will say a thing. And then when the demonization of Christians is complete, they will be so hated. They could be blamed, for example, for something. It would be very easy to conceptualize a situation in which the the true Christians become the scapegoat. They they are blamed for something that they should not have been blamed for. So you, you turn up the volume of the blame towards the masses, and then you blame and blame and blame the Christians for, for causing certain situations which is designed to arouse or stimulate hatred towards Christians. But before hatred is released towards Christians, they have to be demonized. And then finally, uh, it gets once, once you've demonized Christians, the, the last stop on the train is the concentration camps, or the re-education camps. Because after all, Christians are subhuman, they're demonized. Do you understand how the process works? Okay, now this is the important thing. This is the takeaway. What I'm telling you now is what it's not, this is not about what if this happened in America. Get it out of your head. This is not about, well, possibly this could happen in America. And yes, it did happen in certain other nations. 
No, that is not what this discussion is all about. Get it out of your head. What this discussion is all about is popping the balloon with a pen, boom, and allowing you to look at your reality tomorrow, the day after, and the day after, and however long the Lord grants you on the earth. Because what I depicted after demonization and what the entire purpose of demonization is really all about, I just explained to you. So you are perfectly capable of doing the math. You know where this is going better than any stupid expert on cable news or or whatever. You know where this is going. So here's my question to you. You got kids, you got a wife, you got a husband, you got friends, you got associates, you got people you love and know. Do you continue to stand there and play stupid? Do you continue to stand there and play ignorant while this demonization strategy is being employed? Is that what you're going to do? Because that's what most Christians have been doing for the last hundred years in America, at least. So is that your strategy? To do nothing? Because if that's what your strategy is, you already know at this point in precise detail what the game plan is, what the end game is. So we're really in a place where we have no choice. This is not a time really for heroes. This is a time for people who are remotely sane. Because you don't have to be a hero to understand the, the, the darkest of dangers that is coming upon us. You simply have to have a remnant of your sanity and your cognitive ability, and you will know with 100% certainty what is coming upon us tomorrow and the day after and the day after. Now, I've delivered the message to you, and I intend to deliver this message to you as often as I can to prepare you, to educate you, and most importantly, to enable you and empower you to turn the tide. But at a certain point, we have to partner together. We have to take it to another level. And that means I need your prayers. I need your financial support. I need you to send our links spread far and wide. This is not a game we're playing here together. This is not a game. This is, unfortunately, our reality. And the only way out of this reality is not escapism. It's truth. So together, let's spread the truth. And that requires going into action, calling on the name of God, and moving intelligently and strategically while the opportunity still avails us. This is Paul McGuire. Visit paulmcguire.us. That's paulmcguire.us. 